Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast for round 6, 2018. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson's studio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that, is that your intro? That's not your intro, is it? I'm, give, I'm, I'm giving it a crack, no, man. No, mate. That is fucking terrible. How, you, you rush through it. You've got... Is that your voice? Is that the voice? Well, I was a bit excited, but, you know, I mean, why... What's the pointing at me? Why are you pointing no, at mate, me like that? No, mate, if you're going to do the podcast, you fucking do it properly. What is wrong with you, <laughs> Chamberlain? You can't... You're one of the worst podcasters I've ever seen. You've got no oh, clue. Come on. Come on, mate. Have a pretzel. Have a pretzel. You'll be fine. No, mate. I, fucking, they're on the floor. I can't have a fucking pretzel, can I? You're a fucking Adam, idiot. I've never seen you like this. I'm so worried about you. You're an idiot. You're a fucking disgrace, and I, I hate you. No, this is an unfortunate way to kick it off. But, I mean, obviously, you, you spat the dummy like Brendan Goddard did during the Anzac Day uh, game this week. You've, you've, you've made a disgrace of yourself. At the three-quarter time huddle, you've made a goose of yourself, mate. I... People say that, but you know what? I think that just makes BJ just that little bit more lovable. A little bit more lovable. A little bit more cuddly. Yeah, people just go, oh, BJ. Like, you know <laughs> you know when he misses a target and then he points to everyone around him for not being able to get to it and you just go, oh, so, Brendan. So the main crack he was having at Zaharakis and also at Joe Danaher. Yeah, now, now, do we know what, what he was specifically angry about? Uh, there was one one part where you could uh, clearly lip read him, and he was saying, "Find a man, find a man. It's not that hard." This, oh, really? From a man who has spent most of uh, his Essendon career just running loose in the back line, just loosey goosey, mate. Yeah, just just do what he likes. Third man up. You know what though? Because he's <laughs> uh, he, he's a mature. He's like a he's a senior part of that. He's a senior core. He's like the mm-hmm. uh, most mature player at that club, and so. You can't you can't tell him off because he knows he's been around the longest. Now, interestingly, uh, John Warsfold came out and defended him. It, mm. it, is it hard at a time like that? Do you think if you're a player, you're a coach, and you go, "Oh fuck, I've got to go defend that fucking idiot." You know, like <laughs> like Lindsay Thomas's teammates last week having to fly the flag, and like they, yeah, yeah, they sure, would have hated yeah, his yeah. guts when he was at North, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh god." Would you just do it half-heartedly? You just go and you push a few people. Ah, oh, thanks, thanks for punching him, mate. We don't like him either. So, what did uh, Dyson Heppel do in that situation? Like, I mean, because a bit of a bit of affronting by the fact that you know he kind of took over the kind of captaincy at that moment by the you know being the guy who yells at the other teammates. It, it's not a good look for Heppel, is it? Like, what is, does he come in and start pointing the finger at Goddard? Does he go, well, yeah. does he try and work out Yeah, what out do you who, do? And also, the cameras are, like, uh, deep on, ton, on top of you. Does he try and work out who started it? Do you, do you take the players aside, go, what did he say to you? Okay, Joe, you wait there. I'm going to talk to Brendan. Because you need to find out. Because, you know, it's all he said, she said. <laughs> but John Walsfold came out and said it was a learning opportunity for a lot of the players. And I think a learning opportunity. I think, that's great. I think the uh, that gave him the opportunity to learn that BJ's a fuckhead. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, where does that? Where does what's the end game for BJ here? Like, I mean, I, I figure that kind of thing. Like, he he's desperate for that flag, and it's like it's probably not going to happen for the in the for the bombers in his time frame. Well, so like, what's he? It's certainly not looking likely, is it? Like everyone talked about the big recruits they got this year, Stringer mm. and Saad and Devin Smith from GWS. But, uh, I mean, they've lost two games in uh, in five days and it is not looking good for the Bombers. They had... It's always going to be tough to back it up after Anzac Day, isn't it? When it's on a Wednesday... Yeah, for sure. It's really hard for both of those sides to, to turn it around. And even... Uh, you remember Darren Burgess? Now, he used to be at Port Adelaide. He was the uh, the sports scientist guru... And he was saying that uh, the perception is that they won't be able to recover within four days. And he said, it's in the mind. Oh, really? So any, 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 if you're an Essendon supporter, if you're a Collingwood supporter out there and you saw one of your players with heavy legs in the last quarter today, then you just look at it and go, they're fucking weak. weak in, <laughs> they're weak in the head. They are unfortunate in, in that kind of uh, in that year when it will fall on a Wednesday or the like. Yeah, yeah. and what so do you do? and also, yeah, like they don't have the AFL, they don't have the Monday game anymore, and so you are a bit kind of torn. Like they they just have to kind of program it on a Sunday, and they can't really do much about it, can they? Well, you, you bloody want the marquee game, mate. You're gonna you gotta pay the price. That's, that's, pay the price, that's, yeah. yeah that's, just like the diggers, mate. Yes, pay the price. Exactly, it's the ultimate sacrifice having to play after a five day break, as we always <laughs> say. But it, so they both went down today. So Essendon went down to Melbourne, who were wearing their old school jumpers. And yes, and it was Collingwood. It was quite interesting that Essendon went into half time and they were looking the goods. Melbourne, you're thinking, oh, they don't play Eddie Had Stadium very well. And then they came out, Melbourne. Melbourne just came out. And they just went a fucking a boang and blew, yeah. blew them off the park. It was almost then, over by three quarter time. And then uh, Collingwood v. Richmond. And it was pretty even around about, I think it was 11 points at three quarter time. Yeah. And then Richmond ran over the top of them in the last term. And you know what's starting to look scary is that uh, Richmond are looking the real deal. <laughs> really? And you know it took a flag for them to convince he did it, Adam. Well, what I no, what I'm getting at is that uh, like the Western Bulldogs, they won their grand final. Everyone went, oh, it's so nice that the doggies won. And then they fucked off, right? Yeah. We haven't heard from them again. They're not a good team. They had a hangover. It's carried on. They're embarrassing to the league once again. Now, Richmond, they had their win last year. Didn't read the fucking script. Mate, piss off. You've had your fun. Give some you have had a good time. You've, you've trashed Swan Street. Exactly. You've got your dusty haircut. Now, get yeah, the fuck out of my haircut, face. Yeah. So, they, they, they were looking very strong. It was 8 goal to 3 last quarter. They run deep into the last quarter, Richmond, and they are going to be... Oh, I can't see them ever losing another game. Big call. We are looking at the uh, Frio Eagles match. They're nearly at the end of the third quarter. Mm. And so it's 60 to Frio and 67 to the Eagles. So we could have the Eagles go top if they went a bit ballistic in the last. But at this stage, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa. on top of the ladder. Are you giving me some kind of ladder that is almost <laughs> like a live reaction to what's happening in the game? Pretty much, pretty much. I think the Eagles probably have to win by about 50, 60 points to kind of get the percentage to get, a, get above Richmond. Okay. But I'm saying at this stage, Richmond are on top of the ladder, GWS uh, Eagles. And then, oh, what's that? Hawthorne yeah, no, that's at what fourth. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. I tell you, um, Mel- Melbourne did very well. I know they backed it up from Tuesday last week, but they had a lot going on. Christian Petrarca missed 
with a dog bite. Got bit by a dog. Now I'm I'm trying to work it out. Was it his own dog? Because I've been hearing different reports. Oh. Was it his dog or another dog? I thought he was trying to break up, uh, like a dog fight. A dog oh, fight. so Christian Petrarca runs a dog fighting ring. Yeah, it's uh, he's actually he's not in hospital. He's in custody. <laughs> Let's not bury the lead. Yeah, he's like Michael Vick. He is systematically. <laughs> if you if you own a Melbourne jumper, you take that to a dog shelter and you <laughs> hand that in, and you go. This is because Christian Pachaka is organising dog fights. <laughs> okay, okay, we've got it worked out. And also, uh, I'll meet you on Tuesday night. Yeah, but, but. also, no, <laughs> but, but being a Melbourne uh, supporter, they would be, or being a Melbourne player, it would be uh, Labradoodles. <laughs> so uh, if you've got allergies, you can go along because they don't, their fur doesn't go everywhere. That's awesome. A lot of Telfast going around. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not because uh, they're Labradoodles, mate, and that's where you can have he, them in the house. But he missed out. Like he, um, it was like the infection went down to the bone. It was quite uh, frightening, actually. So he he got bitten by the dog last week, and he played with a dog bite. They're that very brave, very brave. Well, I think he had to because it's Anzac Day. He went, I I need to I need the day off, and they went, mate, think of the diggers. And he went, you're right, you're right. Some of them got uh, bitten by like. Uh, Germans. Shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he went, I play. And then he, he pulled up a little bit sore in the finger. And then, mm-hmm. as you were saying, it went deep into the skin and then to the bone. Does that mean he's, yeah. does that mean he's got a bone infection? I'm not quite. I'm not totally sure, but he had to get. He had to go to hospital to get it washed out. I'm not really sure what that involves or or how you do that, but yep. yeah, essentially some kind of infection that went down to the bone. So um, obviously they said, you know, you you can't play this week, which uh, would have hurt a great deal, I'm sure. Yes, playing against us, and then, and then uh, Jake Lever. He also uh, it's been a big week for Melbourne. Jake Lever has said that he is off Twitter. Now, I have to ask the question, mm. is that because of you? Look, I, I gotta say I was disappointed uh that he didn't tell me that he was off Twitter because he didn't he didn't just cancel, he just deleted the app. So he's still Yeah. I'm still sending shit and I thought a whole bunch of stuff, yeah. Yeah, well I thought it was, since grand final day, I've been really getting into him. You're not worth two picks. You're fucking, you're a third man up hack, all this sort of shit. <laughs> and now I've realised I've got to try and um, uh, get to him via Facebook. So I'm looking for fra- mutuals. For sure. And, yeah. and I'll yeah, try yeah. and, oh, oh, mate, it's not over. Dude, I think the simplest thing is like you find out where he lives and so you can just drop a little note in his mailbox every day. Oh, imagine that. Just <laughs> just leaving a little note going. Uh, it, Go old school, yeah, my friend. Yeah. Go old school. <laughs> Just a picture of the two people that got picked up with the, the trades. A bit, a little bit cryptic, so he's got to work out who they are. But it's actually becoming a bit more of a thing, isn't it? Like the players talking about social media and how it gets them going. Like I, I actually would be fascinated to know a high-profile player and what their, what do you call it, at mentions or whatever, uh, would be like after a Friday, Saturday night game. Like how many messages do they get? Like uh, I'd be actually quite curious to see like if a top player kind of took us through the hate and love that they get for each game. Well, could you imagine if, for example, James Sicily was on Twitter? Now, well, well wait a second. <laughs> now, you know, you uh, personally have a vendetta against him. No, 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 is no, no, not, no. Is he not on Twitter? I meant for the love. I meant to say, <laughs> great game, James. Good on you. Stomped on that guy. You're, you're a great, you're, you're a, a beautiful example of our great game, is what people would say, the example. And he's missing out if he's not on Twitter. I'm actually going to look up and see if he is on Twitter. Like, I, I, I presume he is. I'm not... Well, there's no reason um, for him not to be. Also, I was watching... Uh, they had some 
on the AFL website during the week, there were some lowlights of James Sicily's career. And so, of course, I, I watched it. And uh, how come he changed the number from 23 to 6 when 23 is not that high? Usually you drop a number because, you, you know, you were an 84. And he changed 23? I mean, 23 is a pretty powerful number at Hawthorne Football Club. Yeah, exactly. Richie Vandenberg. I mean, you do not. Was he 23? Wait a second. He's 21. I'm looking on his Damn. Twitter now. So, J underscore Sisley. Yep. He's 21. Mm. And he has 3,371 followers. That's pretty low. I would have thought uh, for the I would have thought for the amount of um, uh, bullshit that he's put people through. Twitterer mm. uh, put one up on April 11 uh, that says as Roma with a few emojis. As in R O M A, the the football team. Yeah, yeah. A S Roma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then before then it was like that was like April uh, 11 of this year, and then before then it was like. Uh, uh, January 10, 2017. So a good 15 months. Oh, right. So he doesn't really... And then he broke his silence. Yeah. Doesn't really use it. He was like Ross Lyon with these strap yourselves in. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Here, here it comes. Oh, it's yeah. not coming. <laughs> so it, it, uh, it, But yeah, a lot of... Uh, I'm just flicking through. Uh, seems to be a bit of MMA, a bit of Roma. Okay. Um, you know what would be great? Of, you know what would be great, Michael? Is if he, he doesn't have much Twitter action, people would probably see that he's not in there enough. If all the junk time listeners could get on there and then just, just a burst out of nowhere, but everyone just says, well done, sis. Good on you, James. Like give him a, give him a pump up. Let's get around. Yeah, give him a pump up. Yeah. Let's get around him and just have him confused as he goes to bed Monday, Tuesday and I go, why is it all of a sudden, don't mention tr- junk time. Please, please don't mention us. <laughs> but just say g'day. Say, put, you know, uh, at Ralph the Roof in there if you want. Just confuse him. Yeah, even. yeah. No, at Ralph the Roof. Yeah, Ralph the Roof. Fuck Ralph the Roof. Yeah. Yeah, confuse fuck him Ralph even more. And he just goes, what the fuck? Just chicken salt him. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> but let's just get into James Sicily's head. Oh, that's perfect. We can get into his head before the game's even started. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, you were saying before that the way to get to Jake Lever is to go around and leave a note in his uh, letterbox. Someone, yep. an Essendon supporter, Lent over the fence today and had a bit of a crack at Maxi Gorn. Maxi Gorn before he put one through with a banana. And Maxi Gorn just gave him a bit of a, hey, how do you like that, you fucking fool? How do you like that? Yeah. Um, it's gone too far, Adam. People leaning over the fence. And he, got, he actually got pretty close to him, didn't he? He was right in his face. <laughs> right, in his, right in his shoebox, Adam. Right <laughs> well, in his shoebox. Was it that close? <laughs> I didn't realise it was shoebox level. I. They were saying on the coverage that he needs to be kicked out. Jason Dunstall uh, said he was a no. f- mate, he said he was a flog. He said he was a muppet. He said that was <laughs> that was peanut behavior and then he said turn it up and he kicked him he tried to get him kicked out. Bullshit. Do you think that you should be escorted out of the ground cuz Max Gorn actually pointed to security and pointed back to the bloke as in oh, I'm saying get him out of there. Well, he was just saying what the fuck's with this guy? He was too close. He's in yeah, my, I gotcha. Yeah, he was in gotcha. my shoebox as he said. I'm watching it now, actually. We don't know what he said. Like, it might have been, you know, there might have been a bit of an F and a C in there. We, we don't quite know. Um, but Maxi went back and, and delivered beautifully. Did he through the big slot s- the goal? Through the big sticks, yeah, yeah. Beautiful banana. Yeah. And then just giving a bit of, mate, you can't fucking have a go at me when I'm kicking goals. I like that. 
I'm just looking at it now. Yeah. So yeah. No, he did get pretty close. Yeah. Now, now you don't want that, but you don't, but also like yeah, we don't quite know what he actually said. Do we? It need... could have been. It could have been. It could have been Maxi. Love the beard. Yeah, I've got a beard too. Even though mine's a bit yeah. shittier than yours, but uh, any tips? Any fucking tips? Oh, he's run away. Damn it. Yeah, so Maxie gave him a bit of a stare. I'm looking at the footage now. No words as such, but just a bit of a stare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can handle that. I, I can handle that. I don't think it's the right vision you're looking at anyway, but that's okay. No, that's the right footage. Hey, I uh, tell you who can't handle a report is um, uh, Chris Scott. Oh, what's going on there? So he teed off about, uh, let me look it up. Um, yeah. It was uh, Jordan Murdoch's hit on Isaac Heaney. And so Chris Scott's been teeing off saying that uh, umpires shouldn't be reporting during the game. He says there's no there's no uh, valid validity to a match day report. He said there's no point to it. Yeah, yeah. He was saying we've got a whole bunch of cameras and therefore we, sh- we shouldn't do it anymore. Mm. And in a way, I kind of feel like he might be right. Well, I know what you're saying. He, and he also said that the umpires use it or uh, say that it, it uh, offers them an opportunity to get the situation under control. He's been reported, yeah. guys. He's been reported. I've reported him. But yeah. he said that also gets into the player's head. Like, uh, obviously, Jordan Murdoch, for the rest of the day, he's thinking, what's going to happen? Do, am, what am I going to do Monday night? Am I $1,500 in the hole? Like, I, I just don't know, right? So it's But I do understand in. that by the fact that, like, uh, like, we do have a whole bunch of cameras around him. And back in the day, like, there was great theatre to the umpire reporting someone. Yeah. And the great theatre by the fact that they will look at their number on the back of the jumper. I love that. Which I, which I find fascinating. Like the idea, like you know, like a Buddy Franklin or something like that. And it's like, oh, I better check what number you are. <laughs> who are you, good, well, who are you, good sir? No, but that, that makes sense. If you're reporting James Sicily, you're like, all right, 23, six. When did you change? Fuck, <laughs> Frank, Matt, but... but I, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of figure, like, that's that's what we're going to come to eventually. Like, the idea that, like, we won't report during the game. We'll just kind of wait until afterwards, and then we go from there. It's a, would it have been annoying as an umpire? Because they, they have the little notebooks in the top Do pocket. Do they still have that? Do they still have the little notebook and the, and the pen or the pencil? Because that was the other part of the theatre where he would bring it out with a big... Bring it out like a grand gesture. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A, Good sir! Yeah, and lick the tip of the pencil. Oh, <laughs> allow me to take down thy number! And then they'd make yeah, it was a big, th- a big, uh, big effort put into it. And then at the end of the game, like you'd have like goals and points and possessions and also reports. Yeah. Nowadays, it kind of it's a bit of a thing. Like, like, like they'll see an incident mm. and they'll kind of be like, yeah, later. Well, yeah. Whatever, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's the millennials. That's the way they want it. They're, <laughs> they're a bit like, uh, you know, no one cares. Okay, I've I've got a way that we can maybe. Uh, an idea how we can solve this, okay? Okay. You keep the ma- some idea yeah, coming up. You keep the match day report, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I personally think it's very important. But Michael Christian uh, delivers a verdict on each particular incident. So he's sitting at Essendon Airport in a private jet, <laughs> right? So say it's down at uh, down at Geelong at uh, uh-huh. at uh, GBH Stadium, Grievous Bodily Harm Stadium. He goes, oh, fuck, there's been a report. Let's fly. Right? So they fly. Game's put on hold. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to slow things down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but what's a flight down to Geelong? That'd be like 20 minutes maybe? Yeah, I mean, AFL can afford it. It'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. So that's not unreasonable. It would yeah. be a bit of a disaster if it happened, say, in the Derby Derby and he's in Melbourne. A bit longer, yeah. 
But does he start flying over the moment the Richmond Collingwood game uh, ends? He goes straight up. He's in it. He's in airspace above Australia the whole time, just, just circling. Yes, ready to go. Yeah, like one of those um, uh, refueler planes. And he there's there's an AFL refueler plane in the sky. He suck sucks onto it, gets onto the petrol, the fuel goes back out there. He never. Look, I'm all for this. I'm all for this. He never lands. Michael Christian is always airborne. He can give. Yeah, uh, ready to go. Brisbane, Hobart, Launceston, Perth, Monica, Cairns, whatever. Monica. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Monica, home of football. Yes. Yeah. He could land a plane. Could you land a plane on the foot? Okay, maybe. Does uh, he need a chopper? Perhaps. Like, how do you get on the footbridge? Like, what do you land? On the footbridge. I'm trying to think. He could probably land on Jollymont Road, maybe outside the G. Yeah. That's one I can think of at the minute. Ah, fuck. Eddie Ad would be tough. Oh, did you, do, you mean, do, you mean Brunt, do you mean Brunton Avenue? Yeah, Brunton Avenue. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or either or, either or. But, yeah, Eddie Ad would be a tough one to get into, I reckon, because a lot of yeah. you know, turns and twists uh, getting into Eddie Ad. Okay, you need one, yeah. of, those, you need one of those military uh, planes that turns into a chopper. You know, with the blades, the propeller turns upwards and then comes down. Okay. Again, expensive, but you know, what, for the price of a match day report, I think we need. Yeah, this kind I know. Of stuff. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. So, so that was a massive win by the Swans yesterday. I was listening to that game, and uh, dude, that was huge. To go in, they didn't. They basically didn't score for the second and third quarters, and then came out and blew the Cats out of the water at their home deck at GBH. At the Cattery, which is getting a great deal of traction nowadays. The Cattery. It's uh, no longer called. What are we? Skilled Stadium still? No, 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 no. Totally no. Sure. We're at uh, what is it? GMB, GMHBA, GM, yeah, GBH Stadium, GBH Stadium, yeah. And they did that without Buddy Franklin. He didn't even play because he's uh, he's currently injured. Uh, hurt himself at Optus. Optus Stadium Op- in Perth Optus in stadium. round one. They say the ground is that hard that Buddy has had a bruised heel since that game and has been unable to uh, train properly. And they just went. It's not fixing itself. Him playing every week isn't fixing a bruised heel. I mean, I don't know how it didn't sort itself out when he's running on it every week for kilometres in footy boots on grass. How did that not heal itself? Are you thinking what I'm thinking, that maybe it's time we shut down Optus Stadium? I think it is. We've already had two split arms. We had stitches in the arms being thrown into the uh, the fence, and now we've got champions of the game like Buddy Franklin. I mean, look, the six weeks have been great, but maybe it's time we call call it quits. I mean, A, they haven't got their footbridge fucking game sorted, yeah, for well. one thing. I mean, it's a disappointment to the entire Western Australian population. Yeah. But um, I'm thinking maybe we, maybe we, we return back to, not, not to Subiaco, we return back to the Wacker. That's what I reckon. Oh, uh, who wouldn't Football want... back at the Wacker. Mate, the Fremantle Doctor. You don't even have to call it the Fremantle Doctor because that favours one team. It's the West Australian Doctor. <laughs> but also, what a great way to finish. First derby, final derby at Optus Stadium. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Shut the place down. Shut it down, as Tina Fey would say, on 30 Rock. Yes. I, I just think it's uh, it's killing people. It's no good. But Sydney playing uh, uh, down at Geelong very well. And they're saying it's very similar to the ground that they that you drive past in Sydney. Oh, okay, on the bus ride. Yeah, yeah gotcha. On a little training oval. Yeah, you're at Rod Carter Studios, of course, and they reckon mm. their training oval is very similar to that. So maybe when they're down there and they say, which end are we kicking to? And they go, uh, fellas, we're going to the Harbour Bridge end. And the players are like, oh, fuck, I feel like I'm back home. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a nice little little paddock they've got there. Like, I mean, it's just a little. They kind of just cross over from the uh, from. I imagine like the offices and the weight rooms. Yeah. But it's also fun to see like the people on the bus, uh, going round and round. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun to see the people on the bus. Like, we, it's almost like we have like a, you know we're there for like twenty minutes or so because everyone's trying to get to Central Station. That's like the big deal. Like everyone gets off there. Yeah. And it's almost like we have like about a fifteen second release of like, oh, there's something interesting and shiny we can look at. That's cool. And so it's kind of fun, like driving on the bus and uh, and then you see the swans out there and you like go, oh, there's something that can distract us from the the monotony of life. Did you did when you see that? Do you think, oh, Buddy's limping there? Looks like Optus Stadium is still causing him grief. Do you see that? I actually, yeah, I pulled the emergency cord the other day and said, "Needs help." I mean, the Hawthorne in me is so strong, Adam. Yeah, no, the Hawthorne in me is strong. That's fair enough. And I think that was our uh, probably our only eight point game for the for the round. Or oh, perhaps the Derby Derby is an eight point game as well. Uh, I think we got a tweet today actually about from a listener about the Essendon Melbourne game being an eight point game. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. So we're kicking off early with eight point games on the. Uh, uh, in the season. So, yeah, round, what, six, we've got already eight-point games yep. going on. And uh, Carlton managed to get a zero-point game again. We've got six in a <laughs> row, so we are flying. I imagine zero on the ratings too. Yeah, another Friday night spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Well, can I just point out, okay, at this stage last year, the Swans was zero mm-hmm. and six, and yep. they played finals, okay? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, you remember it. So, I do, but what's your take? Like, you you saying the Blues are going to play finals? Oh, fuck no. I'm just asking if you remember it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, fuck. Jeez, Carlton aren't going to win a game. No, no, no. no. We'll, we'll be 0 and 22. Mark my fucking words, mate. <laughs> I was just, yeah. I was just saying it was a good effort by the Swans. Well done. Good team. I think it would be great to see you guys get another one, another number one draft pick. I think it would be great to see that. Oh, we'll trade it away. We'll, we'll use it. <laughs> we'll use it wisely. If Carlton knows how to, anyone knows recruiting, it's it's the baggers. We'll so we'll see what GWS have got. Well, Brandon Bolton came out during the week and said, "We know what we're doing." Oh, we do. Yeah, and and, and you know, to be fair, like you know, you you you've got a very young list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've turned over the list a great deal over the last couple of years. Like, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I I have faith in Carlton. Well, as someone pointed out, we've basically started from scratch, okay? We've got a few yeah. older players in there. GWS, who've been around for seven years, haven't made a grand final. Gold Coast, same. Been around for seven years, haven't even got anywhere near it, haven't made finals. So to expect that you could turn it around in three years and all of a sudden be back up there is a fallacy. Okay. And, gotcha. And so is that what you tell yourself each night before you go to bed? Well, it's, it's hard to hear myself over the sobs. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, Charlie Kerno, he kicks one goal four. If that's if that's two goals three, we could easily yeah, be yeah. like a fourteen point loss. You know, it's just yeah, sure. it's little things like that. You know, the, the little green shoots that we look for, Michael. You know, I'm hearing there though. I'm hearing Dennis Pagan's famous words: "If your auntie's your uncle." Yeah, yeah. It's like dancing with your sister. Yeah, hot. Is that what he meant? <laughs> Is that what about uh, Caleb Daniel? Uh, played the entire game. Or maybe it wasn't the entire game, but he certainly played the back end of the game without his helmet on. Without the helmet. The famous helmet, yeah. Which he had from, what, the age of seven or so? Yeah, he was in the coverage afterwards, and he said he's always had it fixed up. He's going to take it to uh, a helmet repair place. And he said, it's the one that I've had since I was in, like, I was six or seven. Now, I have an issue with this, that I think that this has restricted Caleb's growth. Like, if you're wearing a helmet that's designed for a seven-year-old and you wear it every week and you it's You do like, have to wonder, like, 
It's got to. Like, if you wear... If I wore a pair of shorts that were aimed for a seven-year-old, my, my testicles would be back up in my body. Like, it can't be fucking healthy, Caleb. No, you truly just have to, to have to, to have to wonder. Like, um, like how, Tight how is the head not grown? Yeah, like, like surely, like when you were a little kid. Like, I, I understand the idea of growth, and like his head, surely must have grown since the age of seven. And also, it's not something that you would wear every day. He's not. He's not like. He's not one of those special people, is he? He doesn't have to wear it all the time. No, no. And okay. also, when you look at when you look at the actual helmet, you're like you realise like how little effect it actually would have if you get a head knock. Like those helmets do nothing. Oh, there's a there's a little bit of foam there. There's a tiny little bit. There's a little bit of foam, but not much. But what I'm saying is, he he doesn't have to wear it every day. If it's something you wear every day, you imagine you it would stretch or you would start to tear and stuff because you're growing through it. But it hasn't, so it must fucking hurt to put it back on. <laughs> yeah, because it would yeah. be tiny. No, no, I agree. It would be tiny, yeah. It would be like wearing uh, like size four shoes and just going, oh, fuck, it really hurts. Like every time he goes out there, his head must go numb. Maybe that's what helps him. He just feels, you know, people say he's fearless. It's because he can't feel He can't it. think properly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's restricted blood flow. The, the little, the guy, I mean, it's restricted blood flow so much he thinks it's a fucking good idea to wear a helmet from when you were seven years old. <laughs> Caleb Daniel, you're a fucking idiot. Get a new helmet, you dickhead. <laughs> Why get it fixed? What's it worth? Like 25 What's a helmet worth, you reckon? Oh, sheesh. I don't know. 50 bucks? Let me have a know. look. I'm just going to... I'm going to have a quick search. Football helmet. Okay. Um, Google helmets. Yeah. Football helmet AFL. Uh, at Rebel Sport. Okay. Okay. Friend of the show. <laughs> uh, you can only get... Seems rugby... Rugby union. But they start at... Uh, this is a, a, a for an elite player, so I don't know whether you need it. Forty dollars, right? That's for your that's for your bottom. Okay, end. yeah. It's for your bottom end, but yep, fair enough. Uh, the most expensive one is a Canterbury Airflow headgear, so you can run and feel the the wind whooshing through your through head. Your hair, okay. Yeah, and and as you're being carted off with a with a brain injury, you can feel yeah, it. Yeah, just... give a thumbs up. Give a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It it keeps your your brain from seeping out. Uh, One hundred thirty dollars. Oh wow! So you can run the gamut. Bit rich. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I'd get it repaired if I was if I was Caleb. It's uh, it'd like getting an airbag repaired. Just get a new one, mate. What do you think about a Twilight Grand Final, Adam? Can I ask you a quick question without notice? Ah, uh, dude, come on, mate. I know, I We've know. Talked about this before. <laughs> I know. We've talked about this before. If it's a Sunday night, if it's a Twilight game, what time's that kick off? Say four forty. What for a Grand Final? Yeah, four forty. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed to still start drinking at midday like it was a normal grand final? Yeah, we are welcome to drink in the shower in the morning if you want. You're more than welcome to. Bring on the twilight! I so love the it. The AFL Commission had a big conversation on Friday about whether it should be a twilight grand final. Gill came out at about 5.10 or so and said we're going to keep it at 2.30. I've got issues with the twilight grand final, Adam. Got issues. Here we go. Well, I, don't, I just don't think we need it. I don't think we need it. They, they keep on talking about the uh, entertainment will be better, like the halftime entertainment. Uh, Maybe we add a few minutes to the halftime entertainment. I don't give a fuck about the halftime entertainment. Mm. I want to watch the fucking game. That's what I want to watch. Can you... I mean, you know what's probably kept it at two at 2.30 kickoff is um, you can't seriously have a halftime sprint at, in the dark. Uh, no, no, that would, that would be... 
wrong for many reasons. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a daylight event. And until <laughs> until that goes, we are stuck with a daytime grand final. No, fair enough. Yeah, the grand final sprint. Fuck, man. How many antiquated things can we cram into <laughs> the fucking grand final? But I, 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 I'm yet to find a person who is like, oh, my God, I need to watch the fucking halftime entertainment. I need to see, I need to see the fireworks in nighttime. I, I, I generally can't find that person. Well, for... for- for most of the people that I know, if, if you're at the game, it's a chance to go out to the bathroom, go get another beer or whatever. Yeah. And for anyone at home, you are, uh, you're in the bathroom, you're going for a wee, you're racking up, you're doing whatever you're doing, and you're having kick-to-kick in the street, and you're avoiding, yeah, yeah. You know, you're avoiding traffic on, in public. Like that, and you come in late to the third quarter, as everyone does. No one gives a fuck about the halftime entertainment. No, and they also, they also talk about how like it might be a better ratings thing for the northern states, but also I've kind of go, well, if people are going to watch it, they're going to watch it, aren't they? Like, just by the fact it's on near semi-prime time doesn't mean that people are going to watch it more. So does that mean, like, at 4.30 in Queensland, there's a massive turn on? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they're going, oh, there'll be more TV ratings and the like. And it's like, well... Just by the fact it ends at you know I don't know quarter past seven. Yeah, that doesn't mean like like I I I don't quite get it. I don't quite get it, and I I really do hope they don't change it. You know what I found really strange though is that they had a press conference to tell us nothing had changed. Like, don't don't bother. Like, I found that really interesting. And Gil talked about how there was like a vigorous discussion between the um commissioners about who wanted it to be Twilight and who didn't want it to be, and they're very comfortable with their choice at the end and. Um, can I have some Grange, please? <laughs> um, but yeah, they kind of had a bit of a debate and then decided, yeah, it won't change. And and the post game almost ends towards darkness. Yeah, I, I I'm completely agreeing with you. I I think it should be an afternoon thing. We're so used to it. I'm glad they don't do it into a, a night game. And I reckon the danger too is last year's weather was quite good. If it's a really nice day, like the West Coast Hawthorne Grand Final was fantastic. If it's a shitty day, the last thing you want to do is take it into the night. Like if you oh, yeah. you remember the uh, St Kilda Geelong game in '09, that was horrific yeah. conditions. You don't want to drag yeah. that into darkness because it's just going to make it a, a spectacle not worth watching. I'm yeah. Adam Rosenbach. That's my take. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah fuck, I take that. Yeah, I think it will. Uh, yeah, it'll fuck up the our our great game. Hey, did you see uh, Bruce McAvaney uh, do an impromptu race call the other night? No. Where, where did he do off this? The, <laughs> just fucking off the charts, man. So, um, not Gil. Uh, Hamish, Hamish McLaughlin. Because mm. there's the famous footage of uh, Bruce watching Winks win 25th race in a row, I believe. 25th, while he was calling the common games. He was watching, yeah, yeah. He was watching so a banging feed. The, banging the table. Banging the table. Yeah. So just the other night, I think it was Saturday night, and so Hamish just said to Bruce, uh, you know, do you want to kind of pick it up from here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, not a race call without notice. Uh, oh, it literally was a race call without notice. And Fuck. Bruce fucking stood up and took it from there, and he called, like, the last, you know, 400 metres of the race with knowing the names of the horses. And it was it was actually genuinely unbelievable. He's a fucking sacred, sacred being, Bruce McAvaney. He can do anything. I can tell you, if I can... Name me one other person in national in world broadcasting who can call a hundred meters sprint, who can call a you know AFL grand final, who can call like uh, a horse race. Yeah, Bruce is like off the charts. Well, can I just put up to you, uh, Ricky Ricky Olerenshaw? <laughs> I mean, one of the finest special comments, man. <laughs> I found you right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, yeah I, I 
I implore you to not overlook Ricky every time we bring up who are the best commentators around. He will be commentating the cricket for Channel 7 and Foxtel, no doubt. Well, that'd be actually quite interesting Like when Channel 7 gets a call. like um, uh, Who will actually do that? Bruce uh, Bruce has never really made a big deal about being a cricket fan, so we'll find out if he might be on board. Yeah. Uh, tension between BT and Jason Bennett, apparently. Oh, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing the rumblings. There are rumblings. There was an article about maybe that uh, BT wasn't too happy that Jason Bennett would get a bit more uh, commentating time yes. than BT. So do you think when they go into the commentating, they agree it's a 50-50 split? Like, I would have thought you just do it until the play naturally reaches an, uh, an end and then you hand it over. But I didn't realise it's like on a like a chess timer in front of you and you're like, bang it down. You're I'm like, actually- I've done 40 seconds, you go for 20 and then I'll pick it up again. I'm actually not totally sure. Like I, I figure it's like yeah, like like you said, like a bit of a okay, that play's done, and therefore I palm it off to you. But I'm not, I'm not really sure. Like if there's a hierarchy, uh, how do they work out who gets to call or who or who gets to call like special moments? Oh, that's a really good point. I never thought about that. Like if there's a big, uh, if there's a big hanger being taken, do you go? I'm the hanger guy. Yeah. Because that's going to be replayed over and over again, and I need to be that guy. Because remember last year uh, when uh, Buddy kicked that goal against Adelaide. In Adelaide, Daniel Talia fended him off, outran him, kicked a goal. It was very reminiscent of the one he kicked for Hawthorne against Essendon. And Bruce, who was calling it, said, where are you, Dennis? As in Dennis Cometti, because he called it with him last time. And it yeah. actually took away from the goal. You're like, this is a fantastic goal. Stop talking about other fucking commentators. Who cares? <laughs> but I remember back in 08 when Buddy kicked 100, and I think it might have been Steve Quartermain and Hutto in the booth. Yep. And Hutto palmed off to Quartermain to call the 100th. Because it, so it was a Hawthorne like supporter? A a, yeah, it was almost like a bit of a kind of, you, you can call this one. Yeah, okay. So uh, very generous, very generous, but clearly... yeah. Yeah, clearly BT. I, you know what? Because he he needs to he needs to keep his voice going because he's got to do. He doesn't get enough airtime. Like roaming Brian sometimes only goes for like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. I can't get enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's if 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 Bennett's getting in his way, that's the last he'll ever. We'll never fucking hear of him again. Hey, should we do a few uh, footballers in real life? What about? Uh, let's quickly uh, before we get to that. Uh, we almost have a result. Uh, Thirteen point lead to the Eagles in. Uh, the derby over the Dockers. And just quickly, Rossi Lyons has been having some uh, some kids around to dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been having some young folk over for dinner. So he's had a few of the... Uh, he said a lot of the older players don't, don't really, you know... They've got families, they've got friends. They don't really want to get involved with Ross. But he said uh, a few of the youngsters, he's been inviting them around for dinner. Now, do you reckon that's an invitation as much as a threat? Like, if Ross Lyon comes up to you and goes, hey, mate, you're coming out for dinner on Tuesday, and you're like, did he Did he ask me? Was I? Because I've got a date. Can I? Should I? I have to go, don't I? You would do, You would feel a bit weird. Like, it's a bit like a, I, I get the feeling with coaches that it's a little bit like when you would see a teacher in real life. Oh, yes, yeah. You'd see them down at the shops. Yeah. Like, I feel like you kind of see a coach in the outside of normal coach life, if, and it, particularly if you're a new player, mm. and you'd be like, oh, 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 am I doing everything right? Like, oh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't a chocolate bar. It was just like, 
Um, so what's Rossi got here to say? He's enjoyed the influx of youth so much to start inviting them over for dinner. Rossi has said, um, when you first come over, they're all mature. Don't get the kids over for dinner. You leave them alone. Wait, that doesn't make sense. When you first come over... And they're all mature. So he's talking about coming over to a team that's already built. They're all mature. They've ah, got friends. Gotcha. You leave them alone, mate. You don't fucking touch them. Don't mix with that. But now they're constantly cycling over for dinner, those first year players. They bring a vibrancy to you. Vibrancy? Vibrancy. There's going to be some ups and downs, but it's an exciting time. It's certainly helped me. So we're saying the young players have helped him. So they've, they've, they've energised Rossi. So Rossi would be jumping out of his skin. He'd be like coming over because they, they cycle over. Like They're like, oh, can I drive over? He goes, you park and park. You, fuck <laughs> you park your car anywhere, anywhere near my house and I will break your fucking neck. <laughs> and they're You're like, oh, what about over. if I cycle? Yeah, yeah, that cycling's fine, of course. You didn't even have to ask. They're saying you feel the responsibility, and you know, senior players feel the responsibility to train them up the right way and play football the right way. Yeah, Comments from the coach. Your Ross line is uh, uh, waning. <laughs> it's uh, if there's a Venn diagram, it's crossed over into lethal, which I really, I'm really enjoying because that means he's a uh, he's a super coach, but. If they bring a vibrancy to you, do you reckon he's like got him over and he's playing like World of Warcraft with them, or is he out the backyard hitting a totem tennis around? Like, what are they doing to to energize Ross? Yeah, to get the vibrancy going. Yeah, because I mean, what's Rossi now? Ross would be about fifty or so. Would that be right? Yeah, maybe mid fifties. Yeah, mid fifties. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. So I think the young folk would be uh, invigorating, and um, mm. and also the uh, uh, here we go, nineteen sixty six, so fifty two this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so Rossi has, uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot going on with Rossi. I reckon it'd be great to if you're a player. Imagine the first time you go to Ross Lyons' place. Fucking hell! What, <laughs> what do you take? Do you take a bottle of wine? Do you take a Viennetta ice cream? Like, what do you do? Do you take both of those things? Do you bring a present for the, the kids? Viennetta. I haven't heard about Viennetta for a long, long time. Well, I that's because no one invites you to dinner. <laughs> oh, Viennetta was like a oh a delightful little treat when I was young. But I have, I literally have not seen a Viennetta for two decades. I reckon. Well, uh, mate, wait till you go to Rossi's. <laughs> like a lamb and a Viennetta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Football is in real life. Okay, from Stephen. Okay, my wife and I were walking past the Gabba after breakfast last weekend, the day before the Q Clash. Mm. Uh, looking at the banners outside the ground, she exclaimed rather loudly, geez, it's been 15 years since the Lions have won anything. Come on, Mrs. Lady Wife of Steve. Come on, buck up. As a Tiger supporter, I ignored this comment. Daniel Richard was walking towards <laughs> us, wasn't overly impressed. <laughs> 50 metres on, we ran into Hodgie Whoa. heading to his car. I gave him a nod, and he responded with a surprised nod and raised eyebrows, as if I was one of the first punters to recognise him up north. That's great. And see, his wife, What you know what I love is the honesty. Daniel Rich needs to hear that. Got in his kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Like, she could have tweeted him, but, you know, just saying it, and saying it nonchalantly like you don't even know who he is. Just going, yeah. oh, fuck. Those Lions haven't won anything for a while. Right in earshot. Right to Daniel Rich. To Daniel Rich, but not to Daniel Rich. Would have crushed him. You know what? He wouldn't have been able to flick his locks around. <laughs> he would have thought about getting like a non-stupid haircut. 
Yeah, mate, he's probably still living large from the uh, the uh, AFLX victory. So, well, that's you know, true. he's like he, uh, he's probably thinking, "Oh, wait a second, uh, I think a little thing called AFLX. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he he actually turned around, but they'd already left. They were saying good day to Hodgie. Yeah, the trophy. He was like, oh, do the words uh, Zuper goal mean anything to you? <laughs> From Tom, yesterday I was at a footballing cathedral at his Westpac Stadium in Wellington, a.k.a. the Cape Team, mm. uh, for the annual fixture between the NZ senior side and an AFL under-17 academy team. Amongst the tens of fans in attendance, it was none other than former Geelong backman Andrew Mackey. He and a couple other cats, uh, he, a couple others were in cats gear, were in the stadiums on what I can only describe as a scouting trip. Their presence was unremarkable outside of the fact all three had brought their luggage to the stadium with them, which along with their departure 10 seconds before the final whistle indicated to me <laughs> their, eager, their eagerness to get out of the country. I can neither confirm or deny uh, whether Dusty's dad was in attendance. Uh, he would have been. There's no doubt about it. Can I just say, though, uh, you know, I know he's mocking Andrew Mackey, but that shows a level of commitment because, you know, when you rock up to the MCG and they go, can we go through your bags? And, oh, then, God, yeah. and then they, like, open it and kind of don't look in it and then just close the bag and go, go through. Oh, the, the little wave through with that little metal detector. It's yeah. like, like, a, like, I think it's, like, picked up, like, my radio in my pocket and it's like, so what have you got? The, what have you got it set to? Like, what are you looking for? <laughs> is it set? <laughs> is it set to C four explosive? Is it? Has it, got, has it got that setting in it? Can I just? Can I just stop you there? You have a a transistor radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take to the game. Yeah. You don't have like an app on your phone, like some modern person. No, but also if you're going to use the app for the radio, you got to tap into the AFL Wi-Fi, and the radio is about five or seven seconds behind the game. Hang on the ra- the radio is oh, on the app, yeah on the on the on the on the Wi Fi yeah, yeah okay so you you actually use the Wi Fi you don't just use the uh, the four G available at the ground yeah but I'm a fucking tight ass so I don't want to fucking pay more money to fucking Virgin Mobile <laughs> <laughs> so therefore you're happy to burn two double uh, A batteries every <laughs> every eight years how much does that yeah, pull yeah. from a transistor. Yeah, no, I like I like uh, and I I have to tap into Triple M because you get the stronger signal from Triple M. Is so it, here, is, it in, mm, is it in is it in is it in stereo if it's just a little transistor? Yeah, it's just a little fucking thing. I, I, I it's not no not a big deal. It is a big deal, mate. No one takes those to the footy who's under eighty. Well, I'm not one of those guys. You know those two guys that now and then you see who have like the radio, but it's 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 got the on, aerial on it. Well, for lack of better words, on for mobile phone term it's on speakerphone yeah yeah so like they're like listening to it and you're like okay you can shut that shit down <laughs> but I pop, I pop one in the ear because i can't see very well and uh i want to know what's going on okay and do you rest it on your thermos <laughs> yeah where i keep my hot dog and my coffee <laughs> yeah great hot dog in coffee uh from james uh taking advantage of the seven day free trial of f45 paran oh good one keep fit good stuff james yeah there were, at, at gym, there was a distinct difference about how one of the punters was dressed. Most were mums or students in Lorna Jane, but there was one heavily tattooed gentleman in a Philly Flyers t-shirt that turned out to be none other than Dane Swan. Swanee. Who I assume was on a break from... Oh, actually, that's the bit I replied to, to James uh, that we weren't going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> so let's all just pause, imagine what he said, and move on. <laughs> 
Anywho, after cracking into the workout, he removed his T-shirt to reveal he was wearing both a Collingwood training singlet and shorts, despite being retired for at least 18 months. I guess he can take the man out of the bin, but he can't take the bin out of the man. How long, as a as an ex-player, can you get around in that gear? I mean, 18 months, I suppose, you're still going to have it. I've got training gear from, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, and he's a pie through and through. Like, it's not like a guy who, like, eked out, like, another year at another club. Uh, Swanee is uh, definitely a pie. I get the feeling Swanee needs a job. <laughs> I get the feeling he needs a, he needs to fill his time in. You think? I get the feeling. No, he's like he takes over the Sportsbet Twitter account. He's hilarious on that. He does the footy show. I mean, show. yeah, you know, he has a good time. Yeah, and you know, he had two months in the jungle last year doing um, the uh, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here kind of thing. But I get the feeling, I don't know, two, three days a week. I want Swanee out there. You know. Okay. All right. I like it. What, what do you think? Where do you best see Swanee's skill set suited? Well, Adam, I get the feeling he's not book smart. Uh huh. Um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's street um, smart. So that where can he take that? How can he help people out with being street smart? Um, he's probably making a packet from the Albion, but I reckon uh, back back in the day, like uh, like a rep for a wine company or something like that. I like there it. A lot of uh, a lot of reps back in the day. Yeah, there so were, I weren't there? I reckon a rep for some kind of company. Okay, mm. maybe uh, like a, a front company. That you might use to funnel money through. He can be the rep. Oh. He can be the front front person for that company. It's a legit oh, look. It's, it's a legit business, mate. Okay. He can he can he can do whatever he wants and and whatever people he comes across. I will not question them whatsoever. I will be entirely accommodating of them. No, you're you're very good like that. Uh, I'm just looking at the final score here at uh, WA. Uh, sorry, just getting the computer going. Uh, seems to be... We've got full time. The Eagles have come away. 89 points to 81. It uh, seemed like a bit of a cracker. So does that mean the... Uh, we'll just look up the ladder. Does that mean the Eagles have hit top? No, they would be second behind Richmond, wouldn't they? It I just doesn't, right. it doesn't seem like they've won by enough. Yep, so we've got the Richmond on 5-1. and one. They're uh, two points clear of the Giants and the Eagles. And then... Oh, Adam... What do we got? Hawthorne. Hawthorne at uh, fourth. Oh, that's really good to hear. <laughs> anyway, we better hit the road. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Carl- we got? Carlton's only 2.5% off 17th. <laughs> so if we have another close loss, we can get. We need Brisbane to get smashed very soon. Yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. That's what we're aiming for. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Twitter and Facebook. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks. Uh,
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.